This is a make-or-break year for Coach Fisher and the Aggies. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I hope everybody had an outstanding weekend. There's a lot of fun for the Aggies when it comes to the good old game of baseball. We're going to get to that in segment three today. But first... You know, there's kind of been a subject that I've been tiptoeing around the handful of weeks I've been doing this podcast, and it's time that we talk about it. We're going to talk about Texas A&M and Coach Fisher and why this year is so pivotal. I've hinted at it before. I've said some things about it. I've gotten lots of comments about it, a lot of which I agree with. And so it's time to really talk about what the deal is here. Coach Fisher was brought to College Station to compete for championships. Of course, he won a national championship at Florida State. He's a guy that's been there. He's a guy that knows how to coach teams and win championships, and he's done it at the Power 5 level, of course, you know, during his time at, at, uh, at Florida State. So it hasn't been great while he's been in College Station. Now, you know, you look at a lot, you know, his win-loss column. Aside from last year, it's all been fine. You know, eight wins. The COVID year, the Aggies were nine and one. A lot of seven, eight-win seasons. And then, of course, the awfulness that was last year. But, you know, when you bring in a big-name coach like Jimbo Fisher, you are bringing him in to win football games and compete for SEC championships and should be competing for national championships. And the Aggies really haven't been in that spot. And that kind of raises the question. You know, I feel like coaches often fall into that trap of, well, I win eight games every year. The reality is with the recruiting classes that Coach Fisher is bringing in, you can't win. You can't be satisfied with seven or eight wins. It's As fans, we get tired of it. I Winning football games is fun, but at some point, winning eight games is like, yay, we beat Mississippi State. Hooray, we beat South Carolina. At the end of the day, the Aggies got to start taking down some of these big ducks. And I know they beat LSU last year. And, you know, they've beaten some of the better teams in college football. But you have to string more than one big win a year together. I mean, like last year, not many people thought the Aggies were going to knock off LSU. And they were able to get that done. So, to me, you know, what I want to kind of do is break down why this is a make-or-break year and kind of break it down from a recruiting standpoint. And then... Flat out, let's talk about the number. What is the number Coach Fisher has to get to? You know, the hot seat talks have been around forever. They've uh, Not forever. I mean, you know, last year really sparked them. And so it leads you to wonder, it's like, what is that number this year? I know Aggie fans are fed up. I see you all every day. I see some people in the comments saying um, somebody commented something which I really didn't in any way disagree with, but something along the lines of like eight wins shouldn't keep you know, Coach Fisher around, and I agree with you, whoever said that, and I appreciate the comment. It just – eight wins – you know, it sounds repetitive, but eight wins is not why Texas A&M hired Jimbo Fisher. Like I said, I'm going to say it one more time. They hired him to compete for national championships and SEC championships, 
and he has not put the Aggies in a position to do that on the field. He's put them in a position to do that on the recruiting trail. The recruiting has been outstanding. It's just been the production on the field. So I think things like bringing in Bobby Petrino, I think that's a big deal. I have been a big supporter of that move, assuming Coach Fisher does, you know, um, let Coach Petrino do his thing and run the offense and have it be his thing. Um, I, I think the Aggies could have a good year this year, but I think I think it's safe to say you don't want to I don't want to throw out there, you know, if he loses this many games, he's gonna get fired because I just, you know, you don't know how those decisions broke down. But if they go five and seven. I think Jim, Coach Fisher's getting fired. I don't, I don't think there's any way around it. I think six wins, you could still have that argument. But I think if you get to that seven and eight wins, and listen, I, if you all, you know, I'm going to get some comments saying if he wins, you know, if 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 the Aggies win seven games this year, Coach Fisher needs to be gone. I don't really disagree with you in essence, and it's not because like. You know, if you're at a school, I'm going to throw some shade on some fellow SEC schools. So I hope there's no hate out there, but like a Kentucky. Okay. If you're at Kentucky now, they've, they've been better of late, but like it was, it was back in the day. I have some friends, I have a couple, couple friends that are Kentucky fans. So this is kind of why I, I know, you know, the, how the feeling of that fan base I've talked about them a time or two, but, um, you know, Kentucky, they used to be, oh, we made a bowl game. Woo. You know what I mean? And it's like Texas A&M, that's not what you want. At Texas A&M, we're here to be competing every year. To So that's why I say, like, some people might say, well, you know, we shouldn't fire Coach Fisher if he wins seven games this year. Seven games isn't making this team competitive on a national level. Now, I know the college football playoff is expanding, which is going to help some teams that have a good, you know, 10-2, uh, and 9-3 seasons be able to compete for a national championship and kind of, in essence, like go on a run, like in the March Madness tournament or NCAA baseball tournament. So I think that change helps teams like Texas A&M, who's, of course, playing in the in the toughest conference in the country and has to play all these big dogs every single year. I think it's I think that helps. But to, you know, to, to sum it up is like I, I I don't think Coach Fisher is going to get fired if the Aggies win seven games this year. But it's like, at what point is seven games just not enough? At what point do we kind of sit back and go, we need somebody to come here that can win as average as nine wins a season or 8.6 wins a season. You know what I mean? Like an average over a career. It just, people are going to start to get fed up with seven wins. And, you know, you can kind of fly under the radar at seven, eight wins, but eventually people are going to say, we're tired of this. We're tired of this. It's supposed to be a, 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 Climb up and kind of like, you know, what Coach Sarkeesian did with Texas. He had a rough year his first year. Last year, they had a better year. They had a better record. Slowly moving up the totem pole, moving in the right direction. Right now, Coach Fisher is moving in the wrong direction, and that's not what you want. So I think this year is going to be pivotal for him, and I think, too, for the recruiting. And I've talked a bit about this. I had an episode about recruiting a week or two ago, you know, where I talked about the Aggies don't have a lot of commits right now, which I then broke down was it, it's it, they're about on pay right on pace for a normal recruiting class for Texas A&M. Um, and, you know, of course, with a lot of local kids or, or uh, a lot of Texas natives coming to play for the Aggies, it's um, that's kind of how they are. They like to come in late, but I don't think players are going to want to come play for Jimbo Fisher. If he, if he, if he's not winning with all this talent. So, I, I think this year is a make or break year. And hopefully now we're being a little negative right now. And I'm not a big, I don't like to be negative. We're going to move on to a more positive side of things here in a minute. But I think if you're coach Fisher, you have to have a good season to me. 
I would be sat. I would be satisfied with eight wins this season. The schedule's tough. It's really tough. If you all disagree, let me know that in the comments. Um, so yeah, that that's the question. Let me know in the comments what is the number that you you know if the Aggies have this record, you want Coach Fisher gone. If the Aggies have this record, you want him to stick around. Like, let me know what that number is it's because I'm curious. I think it's it's one of those things where everybody's going to have a bit of a different opinion, but um. You know, Coach Fisher, uh, um, I like Coach Fisher. I'm a fan of his, but I do think, you know, he, he he was brought here to win championships, and he's got to start moving in that direction. And hopefully that starts this year. But if it doesn't, this is, could be a real conversation we're having in three or four months. So I want to hear what your all's number is on what, you know, what that – give me like a money line on that. What's the, what's the number the Aggies need to win to keep them or to get rid of them? Let me know. I'm really curious of your thoughts on that. Next, we're going to talk a little bit about where the Aggies rank in the state of Texas. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That is $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You know, right now you got your NHL, your Stanley Cup uh, postseason stuff going on. I played hockey growing up, which is a little interesting. Um, I, I've I've been a big hockey. I'm not as much in the NBA as I once. I mean, NHL as I once was, but it's it's playoff hockey, is something else. I'm telling you, I, I've been trying to get back into it with with my pops. Um, but NBA playoffs are going on right now. For those interested in that, the Nuggets are up 1-0 right now on the Miami Heat. Is Jimmy Butler going to come back? I don't know. But, hey, if you have a feeling either which way on any of these two things or MLB baseball, head on over to FanDuel and, you know, put a little – put your money where put your money where your mouth is. So there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Yeah, so you know, this is this is a little interesting to me. This I, I saw the graphic. I think these graphics, you know, um, you know, it's funny because I saw this graphic and then I couldn't find it again. Um, I remembered what it said, but I couldn't find who um put it out there. But basically, it was ranking the state of like Texas and where the different, you know, schools rank. So when I've read the headline of this graphic, you know, my knee jerk reaction is okay. Texas A&M is going to be like right behind Texas. Maybe you could sneak TCU in there with them coming off of a playoff appearance. Texas A&M was sixth, you know, and you see this and I just, I don't get it. So they were behind. Um, they were behind you know, a handful of other teams. They were behind Texas, SMU, TCU, Texas Tech, and UTSA. And this, to me, I just I don't get it. I don't know UTSA and SMU and all these schools I know are in line to have some good seasons, and there's a lot of hope around those programs. But at the end of the day, now this, this argument could be coming from a little bit of SEC bias, but at the end of the day, I don't think – UTSA and SMU are better teams than Texas A&M. I, I don't um, – and, of course, the comments on this – on this, it was a Twitter post with, with this graphic. The, the comments were hilarious. A lot of Aggie fans were saying, well, what in the world? There's no way. Um, they Some were using a little bit more colorful language than that. But, 
there was a lot of people that did not agree with that graphic. And, you know, I don't agree with it either. And I have back-to-back -back graphics, which kind of helped make this argument. 24-7 Sports put out their preseason top 25. Texas A&M was at number 16. So you look at that and you go, how in the world do you have, if Texas A&M is number 16 in the nation before the season starts, do you have, do you have them ranked above? I, I don't. Do you have these other five Texas schools ranked above them? I, it doesn't make sense to me. Now, Texas, I get. I, I do think Texas is in a better position right now. I like Ewers. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, I think they've done a good job over there as much as it pains me to say that. But I, I just I – don't, I don't know how you can have some of those schools above the Aggies. Now, TCU was right on A&M's um, tail on this list. They were like 18 or 19. I forget exactly where they were at. But they were right on the Aggies' tail on this list. So, to me, you know, to me I guess the argument really here is – there's a lot of people sleeping on the Aggies. It, 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 it's kind of like a 50-50 debate I've seen. You know, being someone who's out here daily talking about Texas A&M sports and especially football, um, a lot of people are going to disagree with you. And as I always say, that's what makes my, you know, what I do so fun. That's what makes this this podcast, this platform so fun because people, we're, we're able to disagree. But I just don't know how you can sit here and say Texas A&M is the, the sixth best team in the state. I, I don't. And then, you know what? If you want to branch back to our previous argument of or our previous conversation about Coach Fisher's future and all the hot seat things we've heard over these last couple of years, I mean, last couple of months, and if, they're, if Texas A&M is the best team in Texas, then this needs to be a real conversation because that – Coach Fisher was not brought here to be the sixth best team in the state. Obviously, Texas is a big state, but still, with a lot of Division One programs, but still, it just, no. That, no, that was not what Coach Fisher was brought here to do. Um, but I just, I, I, my takeaway from all this is I think there's going to be a chip on the Aggie's shoulder, and I think a chip on your shoulder is something, whether it's on the football field or in the workplace or on the pickleball court or on the golf course. Whatever it is, if you have a chip on your shoulder, you know, it's easy to, to be motivated to work hard and to outwork other people and to put, you know, and to help you be successful. And I think lists like these, you know, hey, you never know. Maybe Connor Wegman, <coughs> maybe Connor Wegman saw this list, you know, maybe Connor Wegman saw that and said, sixth in the state? What the heck? And said, this isn't, we're not going to let this fly. So I think this is a really, Big opportunity for the Aggies to go and prove people wrong. And, you know, so, you know, I talked about the make or break this season being make or break. It, it really feels like it. It feels like it for Coach Fisher. It feels like it for recruiting. It feels like it for Texas A&M being, being a team that is respected in college football. It's like if you keep um, underperforming with the talent you have, at what point are you out of the you know national conversation as one of the better teams in college football? So – I think the Aggies, the players, the coaching staff, the fan base needs to take things like this, like that list, and sit back and just have it be a chip on the shoulder, especially for this team and the coaching staff. You know, it, you got to go do it now. You got to go win football games. You have the talent. You bring, bring in an outstanding offensive coordinator to come and hopefully fix some of this, the offensive struggles the Aggies had last season. The pieces are there. Everything is there for Texas A&M this year. Everything is there for the Aggies to be successful. It just has to fall into place, and I think these players at some point just need to say, we're tired of this. We were 5-7 and seven last year, 5-7. and seven. 
we're now on some list ranked as the sixth best team in our state where, you know, I, I just, it's time to go out and win games. And I have, I've, I've been very clear. Those of you everydayers, like I said, that have been tuning in, you all know that I'm high on the Aggies. I think they're going to have a good season. I think the ceiling's high and, and I, there's a lot that could go well for Texas A&M this year, but I do think that it's going to be just a, it's just a, it's going to be an interesting season. I think Texas A&M, you know, being a, a person like me who covers the SEC a little bit and so knows a handful about some other SEC schools, Texas A&M is, just has an interesting season. It, it's one of the most interesting seasons to me in college, uh, interesting teams in college football this season because it's like there's so many different things that can happen. But you know, I, I, like I say, the takeaway from this is 24-7 sports has the Aggies 16th overall in the – country there you go some people like the aggies this season then you have this list that has them as the sixth best team in the state so it's time to go prove people wrong and it's time to live up to the hype and i think this is going to be the season that coach fisher the coaching staff and the players do it and the aggies are going to have a good year um and then let me know any fans any smu fans or texas tech fans tcu fans if you all are here everybody let me know your all's opinions where does texas a&m rank in the state i'm curious um I know, like I said, some of these teams are in line to have some good years. I just am a big believer in SEC talent is, is just a different level. So let me know if people – where does where do the Aggies rank in the state? I'm curious to hear what you all think. The Aggies are making a run in the NCAA baseball tournament. Boom! The Aggies are red hot, smoking hot, Rocking and rolling in California right now. They, of course, opened up their regional, defeating Cal State Fullerton, then knocked off um, Stanford. And this evening we'll be playing. So, like, for you, the game will be over when you all are watching tomorrow. I'm going to keep reiterating that until I feel like I've been around, around doing this enough that you all can kind of pick up on it. Um, but the Aggies are playing Stanford tonight with a chance to go to a super regional. And ladies and gentlemen, there's a really good chance that Super Regional is going to be against Texas. Yeah, Texas is currently in the same position as the Aggies in their regional. They're actually currently playing Miami right now. Uh, Texas won their opening game. I forget who they beat. I don't remember who they beat, but they, they, they won their opening game, and then they knocked off Miami, sending Miami to the loser's bracket. Miami made it out of the loser's bracket, back to the Longhorns, they're playing right now, and when I checked, the score was 9-3 Longhorns. Now, one thing I do not know, and I and and it, it, you don't want hopefully you know don't want to be too forward because the Aggies still do have to win their game this evening or the if necessary game. But if the Aggies were to knock off Stanford, you know they just have to win one of two games. If they were to knock off Stanford, if I don't know if this regional is in going to be in uh, at Texas at the Longhorns field or if it's going to be in college station. Um, so let me know that. I don't, I, I think it's going to be at in the, where I think it's going to be at Texas. I'm not sure. So let me know. I looked it up. I didn't come unprepared. I looked it up and I like, couldn't, I'm pretty sure it would be at Texas, but somebody fact check me on that. Let me know. But this is an exciting time for the Aggies. And I, I called my shot. I said, do not let the Aggies get hot. And they have gotten hot. 20 runs in two the first two games of the regional. 12 against Cal State Fulton. 8 against Stanford. 
a big win against a national seed in Stanford, a great baseball team. California baseball is always impressive. It's a big win. It's a big-time win. Now you have you one win away from the Super Regionals, likely one win away with a matchup with your arch nemesis in to go to Omaha. I mean, that, you know, and – and I think a lot of Aggie fans, if we would have been talking about this a month ago, people would have been like, Andrew, you're crazy. The Aggies aren't going to the, – there's no way the Aggies are going to be going to Omaha. It's not going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Um, I do. I, I just – I've talked a lot about uh, teams getting hot, and I think it, I just think it's a real thing. I think teams can get red hot. And I think when you get red hot, that's when you go on runs. That's when things happen. And that's what's happened with this team. The bats are hot. And it's funny, but what I like, to, this is one thing that has been exciting. Now, the pitching's been pretty solid. There's been a few things we're going to talk about. But the pitching's been solid so far in the regional. But the bats came to life. In the SEC tournament, you know, the Aggies put up enough runs to win, but they didn't, you know, blow the doors off anybody putting up like 13, 14 runs. Um, in a game. So, you know, of course, 12 and eight in their two games so far in the regional, putting them in position to the regional championship where they will just have to beat Stanford one of the two times. That's, you know, the, the bats are hot. And that's what's exciting is in the SEC tournament, like I said, it was more the pitching. You had two one hitters, you know, of the handful of games you won over there in Hoover. You had two one hit, one hit ball games, outstanding pitching performances. And then in the regional, you know, it's been more the bats than it's been the pitching. And that's exciting because that, you know, you move to the Super Regional, you put those two things together, you're going to blow Texas out of the water or blow Miami out of the water, whatever ends up happening. It, it's I do think it's going to end up being Texas. Like I said, it was 9-3 when I checked a few moments ago. So, you know, this is really exciting. And I, I, I've, I'm a big, like I've said, I'm a, I love baseball, love Texas A&M baseball. I, I, it's just, it's a fun time. So seeing the Aggies, red hot right now at the most important time of the season. It's just this team can go on a run. And I keep bringing up the Ole Miss example, and I know that obviously they had a rough year this year, but last year they were one of the last teams in the tournament. Now, Texas A&M wasn't one of the last teams in the tournament, but they weren't really like a favorite to win the NCAA tur- to win the College World Series, and Ole Miss went and did it. So I think the Aggies have that type of run in them if if the pitching and the offense continues to stay how it has been early in this regional and, you know, how it, how it was in Hoover for the SEC baseball tournament. The one thing that was a little frustrating, I'm a big – I talk about walks a lot. It might be starting to get annoying, but like I said, I, I, I pitched a lot in my lifetime, and so walks are a big thing that they, they, they get to me. Free bases get to me. First game of the regional against uh, Cal State Fullerton, the Aggies only walked three hitters, which is awesome. We will take that. That's the number I said last week that the Aggies need to be at. Then game two against Stanford, you walk nine, nine. I don't want to get started on the walks because I'm going to like blow a fuse at this seat right now. So you, you can't walk a lot of people. You know, you walk a lot of people, walks turn into runs. There's no reason to get into that whole shebang. We, we all know that, you know, walks, free bases turn into runs. So the Aggies were really lucky that they were able to get out of this ball game with a win after walking that many players. But of course the bats came the offense came to play, and the bullpen and the pitching just did enough to get the win. So, big game. Um, I can't wait to sit down and watch this ball game tonight. I wish it was an earlier game so that I could just record and, and talk about whatever happens tonight for it, but it's just a late game. So, we will break down whatever happens in the su- uh, Sunday evening game on Tuesday's episode. So, of course, I will be recording on Monday for Tuesday. 
But there is just, you know, it's it's a great time to be an Aggie baseball fan. And I think this team's going to go on a run. And I just, I want to say it one more time. There is a legitimate chance that the Aggies could take on the Longhorns for a spot in Omaha. It's like, it's like the perfect ending to a a movie. I mean, it's like, you know, that, it, it, I mean, it is, that's what this is. I mean, just imagine how fun it'll be to go make fun of your friends that are Longhorn fans or family members that are Longhorn fans or whatever the situation is, you know, for a ch- it's a chance to go to Omaha. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big deal. And it's, it says a lot about coach Schloss and, and, and just this program as a whole, it's, if you go to Omaha back to back years, you know, it's, it's a big deal. So the Aggies are in a great spot right now. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves. The job is not done yet. You still got a long way to go, but Texas A&M is playing their best baseball of the year at the right time. And it is a great day to be a Texas A&M Aggie fan. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. As always, I really appreciate you all stopping in and tuning in for today's episode. You all can follow me at Andrew Stefaniak. You all can follow the show at Locked On Aggies. I'm a little. I'm trying to be active on there and kind of, you know, give everybody updates and, and comment some different things about the different sports and so, you know say like, hey, this guy committed. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. So go follow the show if you'd like. Go follow me. And like I said, I just really do appreciate you all tuning in every day. It means a lot to me, and I just I love bringing you all the show every day. And hopefully we get a big Aggie baseball victory to, uh, tonight, which w- it'll already happen when you all are watching. And have a great rest of your day. That's going to do it. We will see you tomorrow.